But right now, uh, it's about plastics. And uh, he is the North American Affairs Manager, Consumer Choice Center. Uh, he is David Clement. Is, is it Clement like cement or Clement like more? Uh, it's a good question. It depends whether you're asking my dad or not. Um, <laughs> traditionally, Clement, um, but I'm I'm not partial to either pronunciation. So, all right. Well, David, thanks for doing this. Uh, what what is Consumer Choice Center? What is that? First of all, yeah. So we're a consumer advocacy group um, who focuses on consumer choice, everything from cannabis policy to trade to healthcare. Uh, anything that impacts consumers um, falls under our umbrella in terms of uh, the type of work that we do. And most recently, it has been uh, discussing the designation of plastics as toxic uh, with the use of SEPA and the ban that has been proposed by the federal government uh, as a result. The Canadian Environmental Protection Act, SEPA, uh, and it's mm-hmm. Schedule 1 toxin, and it, it says that the government also announced a national ban on plastic grocery bags, six-pack rings, stir sticks, straws, mm-hmm. takeout containers made, for, made from polystyrene, plastic cutlery. I'm reading directly from uh, your, uh, your financial post entry. Uh, nobody likes plastic waste, but policy change to this drastic is a huge mistake. Why, why is this a huge mistake? It's a huge mistake for a couple of reasons. The first is using SEPA to designate plastics as toxic, I think is quite misguided, given that plastics are not toxic, especially when they're disposed of properly. So an example would be a uh, water bottle that you recycle. There's nothing toxic about that. Uh, And so to designate it as such is is a big problem. Um, The second issue is that the way in which the government has done this actually seems quite lazy. Um, So rather than having any serious discussion about disposal and waste management, they've used what I consider to be quite heavy-handed in SEPA and the toxic designation and then have banned um, six or so uh, products outright, um, which obviously are important given the circumstances that we're in. Uh, If your listeners are anything like me, we spent much of the last uh, few months trying to uh, safely get groceries, order takeout food, whether it's delivered to our door or curbside, uh, and a lot of the items that are included in the ban are the items that we've kind of relied on throughout the pandemic. And so problematic timing um, from that perspective as well. Again, uh, we're, we're talking about uh, the, the government's decision. Now it's being phased in, although here in Nova Scotia we had a, mm-hmm. a ban on consumer plastic bags go into effect at the end of October. Yep. So, you know, that, that is our new reality. But but there's still a lot of plastic in our lives. Uh, why, why are you pointing to, you know, that 95% of the world's mismanaged plastic waste comes from 10 source rivers? Why Why do you feel that's important to bring into this conversation? So that's important because everybody cares about mismanaged plastic waste. Nobody wants to see uh, single-use items or any any waste, for that matter, end up in oceans, rivers, and streams. But the issue is, is when we're looking at things like total mismanaged plastic in our oceans, most of them come from 10 rivers in developed, uh, sorry, developing countries, so countries that don't have property rights where often waste is just dumped uh, into water sources. And so we're essentially enacting this heavy-handed ban um, for the noble goal of trying to reduce marine waste, but it's going to have a, a, almost a zero effect on on marine waste overall because we do a particularly good job 
of not throwing things into the water our water sources. Um, and two, it, it largely ignores any conversation that we could have about how to properly deal with single-use items like uh, how Sweden currently deals with them, which is far different than simply banning product classes outright. Is there not an ability for me to challenge that, though, about the, the 10 source rivers? You know, you look at the U.S. policy on COVID-19. Sometimes countries have to go their own way and do better. Uh, so is there not some merit in, in being leaders, or at least if, you know, maybe seen as somewhat controversial or maybe even inconvenient uh, for the Canadian government to take a step to reduce the amount of single-use plastic in our in envir- our environment here? Yeah, I mean, you could certainly make the argument that Canada could chart its own course, but I think the government has to be honest in terms of what its actual objectives are, because if we're using tackling marine waste as the reason why we would go ahead with uh, things like this ban and the SEPA designation, well, we have to evaluate policies based on that objective. And if we're doing so, there really isn't going to be much of an impact. And the ban becomes mostly symbolic, which may mean something to some people, but we're also talking about some real-world consequences for grocery stores who will have to be pivoting to alternatives that in some instances have higher environmental impacts. Uh, We'll also have to talk about the restaurant industry, which uh, is not looking uh, particularly good right now, Mm -hmm. I think 60% insolvencies. And this is just another kind of kick in the pants for them because ultimately when this is phased in, it will will require them to make a pretty significant shift as well. Uh, And so inflating costs and things like that. And so from our point of view, it would be much wiser for us to have a serious conversation about disposal and proper waste management and how provinces can deal with that rather than having the federal government kind of with a stroke of a pen uh, designate these items as toxic and then move to ban them outright eventually. And so that's where our main objective comes from. So clearly this isn't that, you know, consumer choice center is saying we should do nothing. That's not what you're saying. Oh, of course not. No, 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 no. We certainly should um, have a serious conversation about proper disposal one um, instance or example that I've written about is what Sweden does. Uh, so beyond recycling efforts, things that can't be recycled, taking that waste and actually using it as an, an energy source through incineration, capturing the emissions from that, and giving these single-use items a second life uh, and basically using them to keep the lights on and heat our homes or air condition our homes, depending on the season. Um, so there are all sorts of innovative ways that other jurisdictions are handling the issue of waste management and plastics. Uh, I know that the premier in Alberta was particularly troubled by the federal government's announcement because uh, Premier Kenny in Alberta wanted to make Alberta the kind of the the, the home ground for better recycling and better waste management practices. And he wanted to reshift the Alberta government to focus on that. And then at the same time, the federal government was saying, well, those efforts are, are not necessarily going to go anywhere because we're banning many of these products anyway. Um, so there's, there's lots of conversation to ha- be had in terms of jurisdiction. There's lots of conversation to be had in terms of how we properly dispose of these items. I think those conversations are much more valuable than then forcing businesses to incur extra costs, limiting consumer choice, and banning particular items outright. Is is there a position here on extended producer responsibility, adding either a cost of or a responsibility for those people producing these products to deal with them after the fact? 
that is, I think that's certainly a valid conversation that, that we can have. There are all sorts of different systems that have been proposed, whether it's deposits and uh, like deposits on plastic products that you get back when you return them in the same way that many people re- return uh, beer and wine. Um, all of those things are, are, I think, certainly worthy of us uh, debating, and provinces have actually shown leadership on, on some of those questions. Uh, that goes back to why this designation and this ban is so problematic is because it really leaves the provinces out. I mean, we all know that it's our provinces and our local governments who are picking up our uh, our garbage, our waste, or our recycling. It's not the federal government. And so it's ultimately the provinces and municipalities who have to deal with this. That's where we should be having kind of a more impactful conversation about waste management rather than having this come from Ottawa and essentially apply across the board. All right. Well, we will leave it at that. David Clement, Clement, David, uh, thank you for being available to us. And I really do uh, appreciate having uh, a few moments of your day today to explain. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Have a great one. David uh, Clement is his name, uh, North American Affairs Manager with Consumer Choice Center. His thoughts. You can do a Google search on that and you'll find the article that was up at the Financial Post. Financial Post, yeah, that's where I saw it. Uh, we're going to take a break in just seconds. He is uh, one of three looking to become the next premier. Uh, Labby Kusoulis is our guest after the break.